the Pac-12 players? Hashtag we are united versus the Big Ten united. What's the difference in what they're asking for? USC has a COVID outbreak and now the campus is closed, but they're still playing football, right? Apple was supposed to be putting a lot of cash into the Pac-12, right? Mm-mm. Nick Rolovich puts his foot in his mouth. What are the Pac-12 apostles' reviews? And the NCAA proves again that they should not be in charge. I'm George Reister. He's Ralph Amson, and this is the Pac-12 Apostles. Thank you guys for listening to the Pac-12 Apostles. We appreciate your time. We appreciate your energy. Please make sure that you share the Pac-12 Apostles with anybody who loves the conference. This is the podcast for Pac-12 fans, by Pac-12 fans, where we keep it 100. We don't sugarcoat anything at all. Please leave a five-star review, no matter what Ralph says. And make sure, of course, again, share with a friend. And if you want to get a hold of us, you can send us an email. I'm Matt, I-M-M-A-D, at unafraidshow.com, or hit us up at Pac-12Apostles, or at Ralph Amsden, at George Reister. And we've told you guys, over the next few weeks, we will be giving away two $50 Amazon gift cards each week all you have to do is leave a podcast rating and then tweet it out to your followers or facebook people and then tag the unafraid show and we have a winner already and we will be putting that out on our twitter page um first thing no ralph i have to apologize to people around here um i don't know if anybody noticed but my sound was all jacked up last two weeks. I don't know if anybody noticed, Ralph. Did you think anybody noticed? <laughs> I mean, that that's all of the mentions that we got on social media, and that's all over our reviews is, is just about how it sounded like you were doing dishes while we were recording a very important podcast. Um, okay. So, so what had happened was I do my Fox Sports radio show from my house. I have a full studio set up in the house, but some kind of way through, we record through a different program. Ralph's in Arizona. I'm in California. And some kind of way when it was recording, it was using my computer microphone instead of this nice condenser microphone that I use to broadcast on Sirius radio and all of the other places I broadcast. So that's what happened. And then when I sent the podcast off, because, you know, Ralph is running the the rival site and writing and he's got 38 kids. I have 52 kids <laughs> and, you know, we're starting a new business, all of this stuff. And I didn't listen to the audio. I sent it off to be edited and got it, got it back. We recorded a two hour episode and the guy edited was like, well, I tried to fix it, but I knew you weren't going to re-record it. So I didn't know what to do. And I found out when I saw the review, so I apologize. This won't happen again. Yeah, I just thought maybe you were really into listening to the soundtrack of Stomp. And I thought I thought maybe you thought that added to to the points we were trying to make, really hammering things home, or maybe you had some construction going on. I, I, 
All I know is Yo. I didn't have to say anything because everybody else jumped in and 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 uh, and made sure to let us know that this low rent production that we put together has been <laughs> very on brand for the last two weeks. Um. So <laughs> we we are adding a another new segment. Um. We are gonna have our tweet of the week. Our, we're going to start the show with our tweet of the week, a sports related and a non sports related tweet of the week. Ralph chose both of these, so I will let him um, introduce them. Tweet of the week uh, is is not an uncommon segment. Uh, you've probably heard it on many uh, other podcasts, and I promise that we're uh, we're not trying to be <laughs> lazy or anything like that. I just. Uh, and we can get rid of it after this week if if people don't like it. If we get bad reviews, I'll I'll understand. But I saw this and it made me laugh so hard that I brought it up to George, and he was like, "Let's just share it." And so Danny Fernandez, an actress out in Hollywood, does some voiceover work. She tweeted, "I know you don't want kids to miss a year of school because they'll fall behind." But we never missed a year, and my classmates still grew up to fall for pyramid schemes. So I thought that was uh, um, really captured the spirit of 2020, and uh, and a lot of uh, a lot of my friends who have who have, despite their education and lifelong experiences of of, of you know using critical thought to further themselves along, have uh, fallen into all sorts of uh, nonsense. Um, especially surrounding, you know, different conspiracy theories that have come out of just the boredom of existing in the time of COVID. So that tweet made me laugh and uh, hope you enjoyed it as well. <laughs> okay. And the second tweet came from Ralph as well. What what, what was it? So the second tweet is from uh, Darren Ravel, who if you exist in the universe of Twitter, you know that he's like the final evil boss of uh, of, of the whole thing. Um, he is somebody who, uh, you know, first of all, if you don't exist in the universe of Twitter, your life is probably incredible and, uh, congratulations. But if you're on Twitter, you know, Darren Ravel, and he always tweets sports business related things the, that serve to do one of two things, either make you crave whatever ballpark hot dog he's, um, he's put out from some random team's press release that went into his inbox or two makes you hate sports because he only focuses on the business end of it, um, at thus completely sucking the joy out of a game that we all grew up uh, thinking was fun. But re- you realize, you know, with Darren Ravel, the truth is everything's really about the money. And uh, and so there's something about Darren Ravel tweets that just, uh, that, that just make me shudder. And he spends a lot Why? of time on, on Twitter. I like his tweets. I love his tweets, dude. I have zero problem with Darren Ravel. None. I don't have a problem with 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 him personally. I think he's he stays on brand. He knows his lane. He gets in a lot of Twitter beef with I mean just day after day after day is beefing with somebody because they take umbrage uh with the way that he goes about things. And so what he tweeted today was two different Sports Illustrated covers, A-Rod on one. Johnny Manziel on another, and he said, Sports Illustrated covers seven years ago today. A-Rod is at rock bottom. Johnny Manziel is the envy of the college football world. Today, A-Rod is as relevant as ever. Manziel achieves a flash of relevance by flipping off a building into a pool. Well, Johnny Manziel found that uh, uh, tweet, and he did not enjoy it. 
And he quote tweeted Darren Ravel and he said, seven years later, and you're still as big of a bitch as ever, uh, which, which resulted in, uh, you know, there's a lot of people on Twitter who do not like Johnny Manziel uh, because he, um, he, because of that level of brashness that was not backed up by on-field production. There's a lot <laughs> of people that don't like Darren Ravel. And so watching people take sides in this was, um, it, it, it helped me get through uh, a good 30 minutes of, of the day of boredom, of just following people, um, choosing whether whether to cape for, for Johnny Manziel insulting Darren Ravel or to back up Darren Ravel's assertion that uh, that Johnny Manziel has to jump off a roof into a pool to even, you know, for people to even talk about him. All right. Well, we'll, we'll move on to the Pac-12 now. The Pac-12 players, they put out their We Are United demands to ensure future of college, ensure future generations of college athletes will be treated fairly because NCAA sports exploit college athletes physically, economically, and academically, and also disproportionately harm black college athletes. They reject the claim that Black Lives Matter while also systematically exploiting black athletes nationwide. They are united because they are being asked to play college sports in a pandemic in a system without enforced health and safety standards and without transparency about COVID cases on our teams, the risk to ourselves, our families and communities. They are united because they must have adequate COVID testing to help protect their health. They are united because they are prohibited from securing representation while being asked to sign documents that may serve as liability waivers. They are united because they should not be stuck with sports-related medical expenses, including COVID-19-related expenses. And they are united because they don't feel comfortable playing this season and should be free to opt out without losing scholarship or eligibility. And they are also united because they want that money, boy. And they are united because they want the name, image, and likeness. Uh, so I guess we'll start with the, Ralph, with the with the part that I think is easiest to deal with, which is the coronavirus and the COVID-19 testing and the liability waivers and the financial implications on the back end. Because some of these students, like, because we all know that the that there are negative outcomes besides death as it relates to the coronavirus. So which kids could end up stuck with the bills for it because that that happens. There are kids who leave college. They end up with stuff on their credit credit reports and stuff like that because the school didn't pay it and all of this. So which is completely unacceptable in any way, shape or form. And the second thing is about the um, is about the testing and the there being no repercussions for the testing not or for protocols not being followed through just like concussions and i think that this is absolutely awful ralph and if i were the players i would not be playing unless they get that fixed i think well let's jump back because that's a lot and we recorded this week was insane, especially in reference to the Pac-12, because we had to record an emergency episode. I'm not sure how many people listened to it. It was 28 minutes long, but we had to get into the story that John Canzano dropped about 
the Pac-12 essentially trying to buy and groom a reporter in order to spread a more positive message in, rel- in relative to the the type of news that usually comes out about the Pac-12 conference. Um, we had talked about how it looked really bad for the LA Times, did not look great for um, the, the Pac-12, and we got into that, and then we turned around and we gave them praise for the way that they set up their schedule and we, we, we got into the weeds a little bit on that as well. Um, but those two major things had already happened, and we already had to jump on and record an emergency update just on the schedule and the John Canzano report. And the second we got done talking about those two things, this drops, that the Pac-12 is essentially forming a, a, a picket line with demands saying that they'll sit the season unless these demands are met. You and I were on the phone a bunch on Sunday uh, where I was taking a, a beach day, drove out to San Diego and sat on, uh, I think it's called Toramine Beach, Surfer Beach, watched other people do something I couldn't for a few hours, had a giant burrito, came home, just got away from the kids. I was thinking, hey, this is my day off. I'm going to get to relax. And instead, the We Are United thing drops, the whole Nick Rolovich thing to- drops that we'll talk about later, which brings us to now where you're actually discussing some of the details of this plan that these athletes will sit out if some of these demands aren't met. And you talked about the public health demands that have to do with COVID. Um, And the PAC 12 is all supposed to be on the same page anyway. And it would make sense that the players should be able to have some input in what goes on here. Uh, I, you and I, I think, are going to fight a lot about this um, as we as we progress in talking about some of the things that were outlined. The demands, for the most part, make sense, especially when it has to do with COVID. I almost feel like these should have been separated because, I'll be very, very honest, they're not going to sit out the season. They're not going to get these demands met, one. Number two, they're not serious about this. Number three, they're not united. Those are three hard things. So, no, they're not united. They're not. I well, know. No. First of all, I know for a fact they're not united. I also uh, know for a fact that that if the Pac-12 straight up ignores them, doesn't say a word about it, the amount of players that will sit, I am telling you right now, the amount of players that will actually sit out if the Pac-12 just does not even engage them on this, which they already have. Larry Scott said that he was reviewing. Um, the things that they had to say. But if the Pac-12 never comes back and has anything else to say about it, and they just keep them in the dark because they're under no obligation to say anything, you might have some of those 11 that actually put their names to it sit out the season. Might. You're going to have people opt out for primarily health-related reasons because they know they've, and some of them will never come back like Panay Sewell, who has already put his best stuff on film. There is always going to be a question, George, as to whether or not somebody's sitting out for COVID or if they're actually doing it because these demands weren't met by the Pac-12 and they're not going to be met by the Pac-12. So it almost builds in the perfect out for them, which is why I believe that in order to be taken seriously, these things should have been separate. It should have been, look, If you meet these COVID requirements, we will consider playing, but these are our other demands and we're in the process of rallying more support amongst the players. And if we get that, 
we might sit out anyway. See, I don't, I, I totally disagree with you there. I do think that there is a growing, that there is a growing um, sentiment amongst the players about being united. That's why I put the video out. I put the, the the video out saying that players, because I talked to a bunch of them, I was like, yo, if you guys are really going to do this, do make sure that number one, you are united, because if you are not, you will fail and you get one shot at a coup. And if not, they will laugh at you next time and it will not happen anytime soon. So. I've talked to a bunch of players about it and they believe they actually believe that they are going to have players willing to sit out. But we talked about too, um, cause I've talked to lawyers. I have talked to people who are kind of in the know and what the PAC 12 is going to do is, well, what they believe the PAC 12 is going to do is they're going to push the season back to the spring. That way then you have top guys like Panesul, uh, Javon Holland, um, and other players who are, you know, stars in the Pac-12, hoping that they will be gone. That way then this weakens the movement because now you don't have some of your marquee players who affect winning and losing being willing to literally affect the conference's bottom line. I do. I the, the reason why I don't believe that they should have separated these de- de- demands because I do think that they are a starting point for a negotiation. Because I've negotiated a bunch of things. I've negotiated everything from you know like Fox contracts to business deals to all of this. And where you start in a negotiation is not where you finish. And what I said is that the players that they should not in any way, shape, form or fashion negotiate on the health and safety things that they require. Or on the scholarship things that they demanded as well. I do think that they are going to have to give on the 50 percent revenue because I don't think that that is the optimal solution. I think what the Big Ten players put out was a better solution. Number one, they want economic uh, relief from because they uh, adjustment from the scholarships, which if people don't don't know on unafraid show, we've written a lot about Austin versus the NCAA, which is a court case uh, where the Austin sues the NCAA based upon antitrust law saying that, the value that the capping the value of a scholarship at the cost of attendance is wrong. So they've lost on some issues. They've won on some issues as it relates to that. And the big 10 players want scholarship protections. Uh, well, sc- scholarship protections, including room board and stipend in the event that the season's canceled, they want an adjustment to the costing cost of living stipend to account for the increase in personal expenses related to uh, since they're not on campus and limited access to the facilities. So that's workout equipment. um, That is food. That is living arrangements. All of all of these things, because just because you were at a school, your cost of living could be higher where you are. 
uh, coverage for all out-of-pocket medical expenses. And so the reason why I don't think that those things should be separated, Ralph, is because of the money in and of itself is just, is part of it. And I'll get to that in a second, but I I just think that it has to be a package deal. Otherwise you're not going to get it. They're not going to get any of it. So it doesn't matter. They're not going to get any of this because it's, it's an, it's an all or nothing play. And I saw a lot of people immediately write off that because it's not 50%, by the way, that figure is not a 50% revenue. It's, it's 52. And then on top of that, it's funding independent doctors and all sorts of other things. So the actual amount of revenue that would be, uh, that would be changing, um, from program to player. Whereas right now, even with, you know, even if stipends come out of the the current revenue, it's probably 99 to one. You're looking at a, 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 like a, you know, 55 or 45 or 60, 40 direction change. And you know what this is, George, this is the gunpowder plot. You know what the gunpowder plot is? Explain it. Guy Fox. So this is the whole movie V for Vendetta, the Guy Fox mask that anonymous wears and all that stuff. Guy Fox, um, got involved with a small group of English Catholics whose plan was to assassinate King James, who was a uh, Protestant. And replace him with uh, his daughter, who is more sympathetic, I think, to the Jesuits and, and the Catholics. They wanted to blow up Parliament. So they snuck a bunch of gunpowder underneath Parliament, and they were supposed to blow it up, assassinate the king, and switch him out with his daughter so that Catholicism could take over, take the lead as the primary religion of, of England. And guess what happened? Because of the plague, there was a shutdown that kept Parliament from being open until November, when they were trying to get this done in July. So because of the plague, they were not able to undertake their plan, and they got caught. And it didn't work, right? Nothing changed. They all got in trouble. That's how I view this right now. There is a plot right now to take out the Pac-12, take out Larry Scott, and take down the current NCAA model of not compensating athletes despite the fact that a multi-billion dollar empire is built off of their labor. And I know that people are going to throw the whole scholarships or compensation argument at me. Save it. Just save it. It's like your work giving you your desk and your computer and your advanced training to help you get better in your job and then telling you that that's your paycheck. Like, no, those are things that you use at your job to help make the company money. It's not pay. Right? So save those arguments. What I'm telling you right now is because of the – Hold on, hold on. Let me finish. Because of this – Because of our plague, because we're going through COVID right now, trying to link those things might seem like a strategic leg up. But if there doesn't end up being a season anyway, George, it completely ends up being all for naught. These should have been separate because you would have gotten a lot more players. They can't be separate. 
They you would not be have players behind you if it was just about no. the safety. You're it, not going to get incoming freshmen, Ralph, George, Ralph, on compensation. It, You're it not. Is, this, this is a problem. So I, so everybody knows I, I, I testified in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee about name, image, and likeness. And this is why it's got to happen now is because when it comes to the uh, – so this is going to be decided. By September 15th, likely, because it's got to be done by the end of the year. But then the, but but then uh, Congress is going to go on hiatus and all of that. This has to be decided by the end of the year, because in January 1st, the Florida name, image and likeness legislation goes into effect. It has to like there is no way around it. The problem with it is, is that. The NCAA is asking for a, an antitrust exemption so they can't be sued on antitrust uh, law anymore because that's where every single gain has been made. So if you are the players, you want to put pressure on the conference. That way, then when the uh, when Congress and everybody else is deciding what's going to happen, that it gets done properly. Because the and and the players where where you were talking about the fifty two percent of revenue, I have said it's actually more valuable to have unencumbered name, image, and likeness legislation. It is way more valuable. Then why don't you agree with me that this is the wrong play? Because it's the right play. It's where you start a negotiation. The first thing, and and the assuming that the other party's going to negotiate in good faith. the, but, you're, the, but you're trying to hold the them players for want to it's not play a good negotiation. It is that that's where they start, dude. They they start a million miles apart and then they find a common ground. The if my kid asks me for a half gallon of ice cream before dinner. That's not a negotiation. Yes, it is. No, if, it if, 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 if he ends up getting getting uh, two scoops, then he had a good day. That's he, if I choose to negotiate. The Pac-12 not, is not Ralph, in a place Ralph, where it's going to have to the give players, them anything. If the players are will really sit out, there has to be a negotiation because the Pac-12, that's the whole reason why they're playing during COVID is because they want the money. They're not going to sit out. All right. They're not going to sit out. Okay. They're not going to do it. Otherwise, you would have had more, and I, I think maybe they would have had a little bit, you know, because R- Rudy Carpenter broke this, but it happened so early in the process that they had time to rally the coaches to kind of tell the players, hey, you don't want to necessarily be any part of this. Because, Just it, it, because it, but the but the way movements work is you get a few people and then they're like, oh wow, there are no consequences for for this. I'll jump on this too. And there is a portion of of players who won't who won't sit out. But you really truly only need about 25% of the players, including some of the best players, to sit out to make this effective. That is that's, all you need. You don't you don't need half the players. You don't need players. You're not getting 250 players to all sit right. out. I totally disagree with you, Ralph, on that. I want I well, categorically here. disagree with Answer you. Me this. Answer me this. First of all, the best thing, the best thing that could happen for the players' movement was for people to attack the players. That was the best thing. So the fact that they put it out and said, we are united when they were not, 
They were not. I mean, it's it's good marketing of a movement, but it was it was it's it's factually inaccurate. They are very much not united to the point where Arizona State has like 80 kids on scholarship and only one of them was willing to speak out about it and put his name on the media contact list. They're not willing to put their name on it, but they are willing. Hold on. P.S. Shout out to Arizona State for not letting the media talk to him. That's super annoying. Um, But Arizona State was able to essentially keep it in-house to the point where it didn't permeate one of your major programs within the conference. Like there was more support for it at University of Utah. What is going to happen versus publicly versus what is going on behind the scenes. That's how the Big Ten has already gotten involved. The SEC is going to be up next. It is go- this is, Ralph, this, this is the this wager is- in this negotiation is that the players are going to come out. They're going to throw this haymaker. And then all of the other players are going to have to take a side. Yes, cor- correct. And and if you get twenty five to thirty percent of the players, you will win. And but and, and hold, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. To back oh, your movement on the fact that you you put forth an aggression that made you have to look at yourself and be like, well, I didn't necessarily want to be part of this, but now a line's in the sand, and it's going to be, am I with the players or am I with? Uh, you, and then it's you like, have to remember Ralph, is that 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 the goal is not to not play. The goal is to get what you want and also to uh, play. I think that the Pac-12 players are ultimately going to realize very quickly that that the uh, that the name that the school paying them brings up a couple of issues. Number one, it brings up a Title IX issue, which they're not sure how it's going to be decided if they even got the revenue um, and. So the, there's a Title IX potential Title IX issue. There is also the issue is is they could be looked at as employees of the university, which then, as an employee of a company, your First Amendment rights are already like limited a little bit, which is one of the things that they ask for. The second thing that causes a problem is if you're a, an employee of a company. Signing an endorsement deal with another with a competitor of that company that you work for is a problem, as opposed to you being like a a a student athlete signing a deal. Like if you are at Washington, who is sponsored uh, their footwear apparel company is Adidas and you sign a deal with Nike, you are supposed to wear Adidas while you are doing university business. But if you are on your own time, on your own social media, you can post whatever the hell it is that you want to post. And I think that those are the two things that make name, image, and likeness legislation uh, unencumbered that way is more valuable because now you have a free market that can determine what you are worth. It sounds and, to me like you're arguing against the plan. No, because I you're I, saying there's a better way that if you had headed this up, that you would have that you would have guided them in a different direction than making it about in in game revenue, in program correct. revenue from Be, the Pac-12. Because right. because because them getting fifty percent of the revenue, it's not happening. It's not even feasible. It is, and it's it actually 
is not the best thing for them. I so what also, if Larry Scott said, what if Larry Scott flat out said like, hey, the fact that this is included in it, we can't take that seriously. It would make the entire conference not viable. So we'll we'll talk to him about it again next year. No, then what recourse do you have? Then you're gonna then you're gonna sit out, right? But you're no, not gonna have no what they what they, big Ralph they can they can they can attack part of, well well not not attack but they can try to negotiate on part of the deal they can say look we can't do anything with that but we can also do something with this other part and that's where i want to bring in the 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 big 10 where the big 10 asked for money too they asked for uh an an increase in their stipends reimbursement which goes above the cost of attendance so there's an increase in the stipends, which I think the Pac-12 players should have asked for. Increase in stipends and name, image, and likeness. So the name, image, and likeness has to be uh, done at the NCAA level. That's so why important. I've said from jump that it is important to get the Big Ten and the SEC involved because the NCAA has the power and they move quickly when they want to move quickly because I because I've said I said it today on the po- on, on my podcast right or wrong that the that the NCAA that they play pretend that they act like that they're doing all these great things but what do they actually do do they create a level playing field absolutely not there are haves and there are have nots do they ensure that there is compliance to the rules hell no. Do they enforce safety, safety and health standards? Hell no. We've seen, we watched multiple games last year, Ralph, where we talked about it. Dudes got concussions for sure. Like we, we saw Zach Moss. We've seen other players out of like in a way that it is clear that he should not be in the game. There's no damn penalty for, for that. Do they enforce education and bad practices in that way? Nope. Look at North Carolina and other people who have had sham classes. The only thing that they do is act as a governing body to negotiate licensing and collect money from championship sports and make rules that limit student athletes freedom. That's what the NCAA does. And you have to find a way to undo that and, and just waiting on them to do it doesn't work. The Ed O'Bannon case got uh, where the, which is the reason why there is no more NCAA game since 2014 when the case was settled. There has been no more game, and the NCAA has had since 2014 to figure something out as it related to name, image, and likeness, and they've done freaking nothing. And in the and once the legislation started passing this uh, last year in 2019 and early 2020, they said, oh, yeah, we we now agree that there should be some name, image and likeness legislation. But they didn't propose anything. They just said, yeah, yeah we we agree with it. They're trying to kick the can down the street. And I'm with the players for not allowing them to kick the can down the street anymore. It cannot be allowed. You have to well, put your foot in the ground now. I know you're with the players. I know you're with the players. And I and I get why. But I feel like. And I mean, you you can and you absolutely have every freedom in the world to tell me what you think of this, but I feel like because you have had your 
idea and your eggs in the basket of revolution for so long that you're not seeing that this isn't what you would have necessarily done. I think that you're you're in it because it's something and it can form along the the way, which is honestly is how most movements and revolutions work, which is I completely understand that. But I'm telling you right now, they're not getting these things. They're not. And the Pac-12 does not respect the power of this movement okay. because for two reasons. One, the primary reason that someone would sit out is a concern for their health because they went into this process knowing that they weren't going to get most of these things on this list, right? COVID is new. COVID needs to be addressed now. The primary reason that somebody would sit out the 2020 season is out of concern for their personal well-being. That's going to be the thing that the Pac-12 needs to address most because that's the thing that they actually have the most control I over agree with you possibly there. providing. I the agree with you that, on that part. Right. But if you throw away the shot to get those things, those feasible and necessary things to make 2020 even work in the first place because you're also trying to get some other things that are worthy causes and I want to see players get paid and I'm sick of seeing the pie swell, but the size of the slice that goes to the baker not grow along with the pie, I'm, I'm done with that. And if the players were united and they did want to sit and they did want to show their real power, that is something that I would fully fully back and until they do that i'm just going to cover the games and talk about the games i'm not taking this movement seriously and until they show me that it's something worth taking serious because like what happened at washington state where somebody is going to sit out the season for health related reasons and would be sitting out the season regardless but also wants to sort of squeeze in that hey i'm i'm also brave and 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 part of the reason i'm sitting out is for this when he was going to sit out anyway it doesn't the power of what he's trying to do doesn't show up because you know what his primary concern was and so i feel like try to mask it. they can they can try to mask it however it is that uh they that they want to mask it they can is that I believe that there are going to be some players that do that because that is a way to keep their eligibility. It's it's like a it's like a get out of jail free card. And I I just don't believe that putting these things on the back burner for any longer is a good idea. Do you think to bring up Larry Scott's salary was a good idea? Because I don't. Um. Here, here. Okay, I don't so think when, it, when it, from the person that you're trying to negotiate, supposedly in good Bring, faith, with that he relinquishes his money um, is I, going I, to I, help your process. I think that that they believe that Larry Scott's going to be out, and there is a fundamental problem. We've talked about this. Do you that really the, think they, because you're not talking about the players, you're talking about the people that help the players put this together. Do you really think they, as in as in Javon Holland, are thinking about Larry Scott 
and his employment? Uh, in you a, think that's that's no, in the no. top tier of their priorities? It, no. I, I agree with you that whoever I, I, put this together, I I just I don't know. I don't know. See dude. the see the uh, the the uh, problem is this: is that okay? When you looked at the 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 money when they were asking for for money, and then you have them saying, "Well, here's a place that you can get the money." I I, I think that that was no no. I'm serious. I I think that that no, was funny. that that was included specifically because <laughs> it was saying, "Here's a place where you can trim the fat," because the Pac-12. Uh, I I think you you're you're the one who told me that it, their operating expenses are like ten times higher than the rest of the conferences. Yeah, they're they are unnecessarily high, and it has a lot to do with the. Ch- it has a lot to do, and it's not just it's not just uh, the conditions that they're operating under. They've made this choice. They've yeah. made the choice to operate with higher expenditures, higher pay. Um, it's all of cr- these things it's, it's criminal negligence and it they need somebody with a fiduciary duty because it is just i mean there's no reason it would be different if they were making a billion dollars in revenue and then you could say well maybe these expenses are necessary but they're not it's just exorbitant salaries and just wasteful dude it is just a hundred percent wasteful um but then that goes on to the next thing, which is the Apple cash infusion that the Pac-12 tried to sell us that was going to happen. But Larry Scott has been throwing darts at a dartboard trying to save his job. And you still have uh, the, the president at Arizona State backing him like Larry Scott is the man. He's not. Acting like, oh yeah, we're we're, we're going to get some tech company money infusion. No, you're not. No, you're not, dude. the 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 truth is, the conference doesn't have the cachet to, at this point in time, to get that sort of thing happening. And you trying to hold on to all of these media rights for some dumbass Olympic sports. I love Olympic sports. But they don't make money. Football and basketball, and in some cases, women's basketball, make money. That is it. The end of the damn line. So uh, the, the the fact that they want to keep these me- these media, oh, we, we have to, we own 100% of something. What the hell does it matter if you own 100% of nothing? 100% of 18 million homes. Or you can own 50% of 100 million homes. I mean, it, it's it's just, I mean, the best ability in life is availability, and the conference is not available to football fans, to basketball fans, for the and it allows the the other conferences to paint this narrative of this lackluster sports, and that's not true. We have so many pros. I it, it's disgusting to me, Ralph. To I just have wanna, no go. On. <laughs> I just want to point out. That you're saying 100% of nothing is worse than 50% of something. After you and I had the argument that it was perfectly justified for them to ask for 100% of the nothing that they're going to get 
on this We Are United thing because I'm going to get nothing, Ralph. Because this is because be the first negotiation that Larry Scott ever wins is going to be against these players. <laughs> so, so with this, dude, I hate you right now. I if if we if we were in the same <laughs> location, I would fight you. Oh um, no, I'm definitely acting like I'm a thousand miles away. But he, so here's the thing: you you brought up the the potential cash infusion. They should sell off football. They really should. If 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 you can put yourself in a situation where you were actually looking to sell off part of the conference and bring in private equity, if you can if you can even entertain that idea, then why can't you entertain the idea of the Pac-12 forming an LLC that essentially establishes a for-profit football corporation in which you then move the 12 teams to the for-profit corporation, then you sell equity off in that for-profit corporation for other people to be able to profit off of football. You take them completely out of the Title IX debate because it's now a club sport. You give them the money that would be used to pay tuition, which, by the way, would mean that a degree is actually worth what they're saying for the first time ever, instead of the fact that they're giving it to you at cost and telling you it's worth retail. You, They would actually give you the retail value of your degree money for your scholarship, and you can either use that money to pay for your education, or you can keep that money because you're playing for a club team affiliated with a school. Nothing necessarily needs to change, but you can form a union of players that can, and you can form a union of coaches, and they can negotiate directly with the conference over profits. If you're going to bring in private equity, you should just find a way to form a company, sell that company football, allow people to invest, and allow the players to profit. Ever since they started talking about the idea of bringing private dollars in, that's all I can think of, is why not then just sell the money-making sports off? And then guarantee as part of that investment that money coming in will fund the sports that are still part of your scholastic program so that you won't have to worry about a Title IX imbalance because you have guaranteed funding for those other sports. And you're not worried about whether or not they make money, which is how it should be in the first place when you're talking about college athletics. So so how do you feel? What are your thoughts about the fact that the the Pac-12 clearly, according to Apple, the Apple quote on this was, Apple has been recently tied to, well, oh, sorry, this was the uh, quote in the John Wilner article. Apple has recently been tied to speculation about the Pac-12 in particular, with Sports Business Daily reporting in April that executives had expressed interest in the conference's primary package, but two sources doubted that the West Coast League could provide the type of introduction to live sports Apple is looking for, period. And I'm like, um, that basically says, you're too small for Apple. That basically says, you lied, right? Uh, I mean, because I mean, because they're, they're like, yeah, I had an audition for the movie. Because there is no <laughs> private equity. They, yeah. they, uh, they have said, oh, we we turned down private equity. Yeah, right. You damn lie. 
No, nobody believes that. Oh, Apple may come on board. Mm, you're you're hoping, you're wishing, and you're praying. I I I. It's just. It's just Larry Scott is good. It, like he's on the no plan plan right now. And he's like, oh, yeah. And then he comes up with these grandiose ideas. Yes, we will go to Apple and sell there. No, you don't have that. You do not have it. The problem is that your teams haven't won a national championship in basketball since what? Since UCLA? And he, you, he, and you haven't won a basketball championship. Problems. You haven't won a football championship since USC. So it's like, how on earth can you then try to act like you are moving in the right direction and that somebody wants what you have? You need to invest in your football first. Stop worrying about the Olympic sports. Just do not, but do not cut them though. Do not cut them. Invest in your football, period. It's such a false, like, visionary persona thing to say that your issues are actually a failure of societal imagination that the only reason we seem unsuccessful is because you can't see what i see and what <laughs> i and, and and while admitting that what you see is an unknown horizon that could provide you the answer in the future that's huckster behavior that's like wolf of wall street penny stocks boiler room behavior and we're allowing it to happen and we've allowed it to happen this entire time nobody from any of the conferences has thought to act and say hey no it's not an issue of failure of imagination what exists now is a giant pile of cash that you're not letting us collect it's just out there Everyone wants to get into the live sports game because it's the only thing where you can guarantee an audience. So do you believe that if the SEC was trying, I mean, I granted, I know that they have partners with ESPN right, right now for like 50% of the, or 49% of the, the, the uh, revenues. But do you believe that if the SEC or the big 10 was trying to sell to Apple, that Apple would buy? Yeah. Exactly. That means you have failed Larry Scott. It's like you, I, it makes me cringe when I hear conference of champions because I'm like, yeah, champions and everything, but what, what matters? I love the PAC 12 with all my heart, dude, but it is just, it is painful to watch. And then the news that came out today, the PAC 12 may take a damn near billion dollar loan a near billion dollar loan almost a 83 million a, each school could take a loan up to 83 million dollars over 10 years at three percent and bro I, I was just like th- this can't be serious right i already know that these schools are hurting because of the pandemic, football is probably not going to be played unless it plays in the spring. If that even happens, you have schools like I have heard that Oregon would be almost $80 million upside down in terms of the athletic budget. If football is not played, you have some of the smaller revenue generating schools that'll be 30, 40, $50 million 
I get it. You're hurting. But the conference who's already generating less money than everybody else, getting 83 million, I mean, getting almost a billion dollars in debt if everybody maxed it out. With no big cash coming in, they're like, oh, yeah, we'll we'll be able to pay it off in 10 years once these additional revenues come in. So all the additional revenues will go against servicing your 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 debt. This is like like Dave Ramsey would 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 pull <laughs> up and shoot Larry Scott. He would be like, I, I will go to jail for murder because I or a, assault because this is worth it. This is criminal, Ralph. I would take the money if I was a team. Because what? Larry Scott, yeah, if Larry Scott has shown anything, it's that you don't have to pay the Pac-12 back, the loans they give you. Until no, Larry but, Scott, no, no, until no but, the, Scott, but the but thing about it is that the schools would end up liable for it, not not the conference on the back end, according, well, according until, to Wilner's article. Until Larry Scott proves that he's going to pay that home loan money back, I, I would just... <laughs> <laughs> Take the money and trust that that things get to work for you the same way they work for him. I mean, don't work what, like that, what else are you going to do? What else are you going to do? Not pay your people? You're probably going to take the money. No, you turn it turn I it down and have everything collapse. I prom No, everything's not going to collapse, bro. I I would I would talk to the if I'm the athletic department, I'm talking to the school like yo because you because you already have Cal who's upside down every in the athletic department every year. You have UCLA over the last 20, over the last two years, $40 million. We don't know what's going on at Stanford and USC. Um, yeah, dude. And you, know Arizona, you know what the Pac-12 should do? They should agree to the players' demands and then send the players a bill for 50% of the not revenue that's going to come in. <laughs> so the players end up having to pay out of pocket I'm, I'm not talking for all the money that they lose. I'm not talking. I am not talking to you. I'm going to end this podcast. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, yeah. So it, it I, I just think this loan is stupid, dude. It, it, it is putting good money after bad and you're just going to have to eat the pandemic and figure out a way out of it because getting into more debt when you're already in debt, that is the worst possible decision. Whose debt is it though? Decision. Whose debt is it though? Because you're making decisions for an institution that you're probably not going to be at in ten years, but it guarantees your salary. The incentive mm -hmm. in this situation is to get yours and get out. This is why the conference is, <laughs> Ralph. This is why the conference and the schools are in the position that they're in right now. They have not saved enough money after making hundreds of millions each year. I, but you I, can't, though. That's the system. What they need is some type of legislative change that allows you to bank your athletic budget or at least a portion of it. Because it's completely absurd that you have to spend every single dollar that comes in. It's good for the print shops around campus and the businesses that the boosters run that the program is able to kick money back into just because they have to spend dollar for dollar. But it's not good for the program if there's ever a year when things don't – when you make your budget according to what you brought in last year because then you end up like UCLA where you're already having problems before any of this ever happened. Yep. Same thing. But nobody's going to feel sorry for these schools when they watch the Rich Rod buyout, when they watch the Todd Graham buyout, when they, you know, when, when they see the amount of money um, that was given to – 
Chip Kelly after Jim Mora. No one's going to look at those things and be like, oh, poor Pac-12 college football. There's nobody on your side here. And I just think the temptation would be too great for the people involved to make sure that they can cash their checks right now because they're not going to be around to see the disaster that's left 10 years from now when those financial obligations can't be met. Dude, I... I just can't do it. I'm like emotionally, <laughs> as you see, this podcast is very charged. Today. I'm emotionally spent, dude. I, I, it just hurts my heart to see this. So I think we need to move to a lighter segment. I think we need to move to our start, sit, and cut. It is obviously um, the segment that we've been doing for a couple weeks. So I will introduce it properly. It is time for. Start, sit, and cut with my game show voice. So it is important that we do this segment because Ralph Ralph came up with it. It's really good. And we start an item, we sit an item, and we cut an item. Today we have two topics. First thing, Pac-12 coaches. Which Pac-12 coach are you starting, Ralph? Starting, I would have to say, does it have to be a head coach? You you would try to no 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 oh, it's my it's my fault you're right you're right you're right you're absolutely right I'm I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna start Mario Cristobal as far as Pac-12 head coaches go because he didn't deal with a major scandal this offseason like uh, Kyle Whittingham did and my use of the word major is probably going to be a point of debate amongst the Utah fans no it was major show, it was major which I, <laughs> I felt so but they might not. Um, a uh, shout out to uh, Gary Patterson for joining the Morgan Scally Club. <laughs> I hope that anybody who does any uh, podcasts that cover that uh, portion of the country has as much fun as we did getting uh, angry feedback about their thoughts about things like that. Um, but I, I would say that as as of right now, Mario Cristobal has all the juice. The recruiting's been great. He has um, delegated well. He has not suffered from the loss of. Um, Dante Williams as much as I think some people thought he might, even though Dante Williams is doing a great job down at USC as a recruiter. Uh, same with Prentice Gill heading to uh, to ASU and losing your offensive coordinator, having to replace that as well. He's just, he's won the offseason so far. He's impressed me a great deal, and so he's who I'd start. Totally agree with you. I don't think there's anybody else to start. He is recruiting at a fierce level. The team is trending in the right direction, not only for recruits, but it looks like they're going to be in the national championship conversation pretty, pretty soon. I'm, I'm all in there. I am all in. Uh, who are you sitting? Um, this week, probably Nick Rolovich. <laughs> just for this week, just to figure out what the heck's going on. Uh, because, you know, you, you broke the news that a player... Um, had been dismissed ish at least ish, from team yeah. activities yeah it's an interesting situation that that um and then the recorded phone call came out and you know oh, it, it might have bad. broke two yeah it might have broke two-way recording laws and i mean it, the, the entire thing is a giant mess um suffice it to say that whatever reason that cassidy woods is sitting out the season is totally fine with me uh, I'm, I'm not necessarily worried about it, but, you know, to hear a head coach's reaction to a player talking about this was kind of interesting. Um, 
and and just to know where Nick Rolovich's head is at and how he's going to move forward on this because there was a surprising amount of Washington State players involved in this. Um, and yeah, so the, five up to five. Yeah, so that that was uh, I would I would sit him just to take a breather, just to figure out what's going on because I, I think he's a good guy and I think he's a good coach and I think he's going to be great up there. Uh, but you don't want to lose the team before the season even starts. And I know he's got he's got a lot of players on his side as well um, on this up there, a couple that I know in particular. And so, um, but I don't even know what side ultimately he's on. You know, I think I'm just making the assumption that he has a, a disdain or disagreement with the movement in general. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm sitting him until further notice. I am sitting Clay Helton because this recruiting class that they are looking at um, according to some of the 24-7 people, they are expecting some decommits and it, it looks like fool's gold right now after last year's recruiting disaster. I mean, USC recruits itself. So if you finish in the top 20, you have not done yourself a good job of recruiting at USC. Um, the, the best thing that can happen to him is that they don't play this year because then he can, you, you know, just punt it over for another season of checks, even though he may have taken a pay cut, but we don't know because it's a private university. So I'm going to sit Clay Helton right now. Who are you cutting? I, I'm cutting Chip Kelly because I'm just not, I'm not sure he has what it takes in this modern day and age. And especially with the players getting a voice and getting a little more freedom and, I'm not sure he's going to be able to run things the way that, that he wants to, and I'm not sure that he was capable of running things the way that UCLA needs him to in the first place. And, you know, I think it's been inevitable for a while that it was pretty obvious that stylistically he wasn't necessarily um, up to the task and the evolutions that the game has made. And he is rich. <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't even need rich, this rich. Oh, my goodness. Um, he's, yeah, he's he's made like, uh, I don't know, two million for every win in the last four or five years or something like that. So don't do that. Uh, I, why why <laughs> are you why are you like this? <laughs> he he's uh well he's fifteen and thirty-five in his last fifty or something like that. And um yeah, so I'm I'm gonna go ahead and cut Chip Kelly. I don't feel bad about it. I'm cutting Nick Nick Rolovich. And <laughs> I'm cutting Nick Rolovich because he that audio of him was terrible, bro. It was uh, where 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 he said, you know, this could impact future stuff. You know, just 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 letting you know. I mean, it's a bad look when you have a coach trying to pressure a kid as it relates to standing up, even though you don't feel the players are united. This is one of the reasons why they may not be as united as they need to be, is because you have coaches that may be leaning on them, saying, "Hey, y'all, don't know about that playing time player." You know, yeah, we like I guess we, we like guys here who don't me, protest. Yeah, I guess the thing that keeps me from from full on cutting him is it's just the it, the situation's weird. It's like okay, so your wife tells you that she's going to the grocery store, right? Well, you need groceries. Cabinets are empty. Fridge is empty, and so you understand that she's going to the grocery store because the family needs groceries. That's understandable. But on the way out the door, before she shuts the door, she says, I just need some time to myself. You're getting on my nerves. <laughs> and in my mind, as a person, I'm like, well, that changes your trip to the grocery store 
Like, I might not be here when you get back. And I just <laughs> natural. You were already going to the grocery store. You don't need to throw that extra stuff in there and make me feel like I'm under attack in some way. And so I, I do have a little bit of sympathy for the way in which this was presented to him because it wasn't he could because he's going to sit out the season anyway. Yeah. And so I just, I'm trying to give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt because it's, it just the, he was going to sit out anyway. It's like, none of this was necessary. The call was probably extra legal. <laughs> we'll refer to it in that manner. Um, the whole situation is just a mess and they got, they're going to have to work on, they're going to have to do some trust exercises. Those two. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, but you can't do any of the trust building thing because of because it'll violate social <laughs> distancing. You you can't do trust falls. Oh um, yeah. All right. Can't uh, do, can't do in person counseling sessions with a restraining order. Right. <laughs> All right. Uh the next topic on start sick cut is COVID activities. Um, what COVID activity activities? Wow, activity! My goodness, <laughs> what COVID activities are you starting? Well, um, I'm gonna say uh, I'm I'm definitely uh, we'll go with fitness, wellness, right? I think that there's um, been definitely a craze and movement in that in that direction of people just. Um, uh, thinking a little bit more about their health, even though it probably should have been the government uh, in part of its response to this pandemic that came out and was like, Hey, we need to get healthy because all these comorbidities are, are not helping right now. Um, And if, you know, if they're willing to shut down the entire economy in order to keep hospitals from getting overwhelmed, then they should be willing to really go out on a limb and be like, Hey fatties like me, you know, got people like me who, who needed the kick in the butt. Um, and, and there was no government leadership on this, but I feel like people have intuitively picked up on the idea that it's, it's a necessity. I've seen a lot of people making some really healthy choices. I've made some on my own. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a work in progress, but I think there has definitely been a mindset shift on just people having to, having to really know where they're at and what they need to do. And and they've been given a little bit of time to do it. And I'm sure that there's a lot of people who have, who, who have put on weight and, and, and the, the quarantine is not treating well, but I do think that there are a lot of people out there who are benefiting from, from the idea of, you know, Hey, I said, I never had time and now I absolutely have no excuse. So, I mean, there has to be a reason why every single at home gym equipment section of every single store is sold out. It has to be for good cause. Dude, they are all on uh, Facebook selling their Pelotons right, right now. I'm telling you, I just, <laughs> I just got in a group to buy one on, on the low. Um, oh, you're taking you're taking advantage. Let me know. Let me know if I can get one hooked up on the cheap because someone's going back to work. Dude, I will uh, I will send you the the Peloton Facebook group where they're selling them. Um, I am starting growing your own food. I, actually, no, I'm not. I'm lying. I am starting Twitter. I am starting Twitter because I am a glutton for punishment and and even though sometimes I have to turn it off for the, for the rest of the day, because I'm like, I can't, I can't handle any more. Just the amount of like breaking news every day, like something <laughs> new 
and amazingly terrible happens every day right now. I mean, just, just, oh, Rutgers outbreak. Oh, Colorado State. Gary Patterson calling somebody an N-word. Oh, the, the, uh... The, the division two canceled its championships. The teams can still play if they want to play. Oh, Beirut I, exploded, and Chris Palmer Beirut thinks expl- it's a dude, which was terrifying. Did you see all that those was damn? The thing I've ever seen. Scariest I saw like that, twenty this, different videos. I was like, oh, I. Did you see the one from the car on the, on yes. the overpass on the <gasps> That video is the scariest thing I have ever seen in my entire life. The rearview mirror dangling and the windshield shattered, and it was a matter of a second. Yeah, it, that scared me. And I you was saw it coming, like like you saw the wave, and like you know how when you're watching movies and they run away from these sorts of things, it's impossible. Yeah. It's clearly no, impossible. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> that scared the hell out of me. But prayers to those people. If anybody, if any of our followers knows of any any decent organization that that uses their money well to help people, tweet it out at us. We'll help spread that around because that was. Oof! I mean that that is the again one of the scariest things I've ever seen. But that video from the car on the overpass in the freeway that that was I mean I'm I'm gonna remember that forever. Yes, that was terrible. Um, who are you sitting? Uh, the game of Uno. <laughs> I'm enjoying <laughs> I'm enjoying the time that I've gotten to spend with my family. But as a not competitive person, uh, Who's the the game competitive. <laughs> the games take a while. I have found myself I'll lock eyes with my wife and we will do whatever we can just to get the hell out of the game. Like yeah. my, my my kids will be uh, they just play whatever they have. There, there's no rhyme or reason to it and then everybody ends up with 60 cards in their hand. You're drawn out of a pile of only 3 or 4 cards and uh it's that and then the those cards where you can add your own rules the other day, they came up with the person, um, you pick somebody, and you pick one color, and they get everybody's card of that color. And <laughs> My wife was like one card away from winning, and that happened to her, and we all had to give her our greens, and we, were all, we all had 30 cards each. And she ended up with 100 cards, and the game lasted another 40 minutes. I just... I don't like it enough to be to have that be my whole night. <laughs> I am sitting live, but that's funny, dude. I'm sitting live sports. The reason why I'm sitting live sports is even though they are awesome, I've realized that there is so much more to talk about, dude, out in the world and out in life. I, I was missing out. So, yeah, I'm sitting live sports even though I love them and I will be back to starting them under under any circumstances, but for right now I'm sitting them. So, sports are getting in the way of you becoming George Reister political commentator? Yes. Yes, okay. they are. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm sorry that sports came along and ruined your plans. <laughs> what are you sitting? Well, I sat Uno. I am uh I'm sorry, what are you cutting? For your your coronavirus activities. I'm tempted to cut what you started just because social media could be so overwhelming. And I, you know, I never watched the news. I still have not. On March 11th, when Rudy Gobert uh, ruined basketball, (laughs) uh, 
I, I said right then and there, I will not watch the news until this is over because I knew that it just wasn't going to add anything. Grab a Snickers, uh, buddy. <laughs> so I have managed to not watch the news, but the one thing that I do watch, and I'm cutting these because they they make me uh, very upset, is every Thursday our governor here in Arizona has a press conference where he gets up and he goes through the statistics and then he answers a few questions from the media. I'm sitting gubernatorial press conference, or I'm cutting them. I'm cutting them for eternity. They have no chance. It's Antonio Brown, no coming back after eight-game suspension. Never, ever again am I going to subject myself to these because, (laughs) first of all, our governor doesn't say anything. We're in a system of decentralized leadership where just the loudest voices sort of govern what's going on. He says it's all the data, but... I mean, we, everything's been so messed up in Arizona for so long. They don't know what to do about getting kids back in schools. The whole thing is just an emotional mess. And I watch it on the Periscope. And so I can see all of the comments of people who are watching along with me. And it's just people who who are on just the furthest polar opposite spectrums of the political aisle, bashing each other, bashing the governor. And you just get this huge microdose of how divided we are and the reason we're in the situation we're in. And it does nothing but bring me pain. And I thought I'd be able to get information from it that would help my life. It has not helped my life. It has only brought me sadness. I'm glad they're not having one this week because our governor went out to hang out with the president in Washington, D.C. So I get a week off from the press conferences, and I don't think I'm going to rejoin them when they come back. I am cutting the coronavirus. I'm just cutting it. Did you just fix everything? Yeah, I just fixed it. I'm cutting the coronavirus. Sorry. You're 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 out. We don't want you, you said, here. You know what? I thought about it for five months and I've seen enough. You're out of here. Yeah, yeah, dude. You are permanently, you are per persona non grata. Get the hell out. Take your hat, your coat. Actually, don't even take your hat and coat and leave. We will mail it to you. Uh, that's all. Um uh next thing up, USC. USC. Here's the tweet. Breaking. All fall classes will begin online. At USC Provost has announced in a university-wide email Wednesday, students are advised to remain home until USC Housing Services permission from the LA Public Health to move in new fall residents. And I just found it interesting. So online, if you were a freshman, if you are a freshman or a sophomore at USC, you need to unenroll your ass from that college and enroll in the University of the Redlands or something, where you're not going to be spending fifty thousand dollars to be on your computer. That's uh, if you're a junior or senior. I am sorry, but I, I'm not. I could not pay full price for no. to no. go online. No way. Hell no, dude. That's 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 insanity. But the but the question is though, USC, UCLA, and Cal can't even throw balls right now. The <laughs> the uh the athletic directors and the presidents have come out with statements saying that their week one game probably ain't happening with the Pac-12 schedule. So with that being said. If their week one game ain't happening, week two game ain't happening either. So, dude, 
why are we waiting? Because the the NCAA is clearly playing chicken with the divisions. They the division two has canceled their championships, and instead of doing the right thing, the NCAA is like, yeah, nah, we will wait on you guys to cancel. And the conference is like, hell no, dim sum. We are waiting on you, buddy. So yeah, decentralized leadership. Nobody. We pick leaders. We pay leaders. And they don't lead. Even if they're wrong, at least they're moving their feet. But our leaders do not move their feet. Not all the way. That D2 championship thing is is an enormous bummer. But they're going to have to tell these D2 schools to shut it down. Because I know the RMAC, they got, uh, what, nine of their schools are just in Colorado? To them, they're not going to have a problem making this work. Yep. Some of them, some of them said, already said, we're a plan. Like, yeah, okay, right, bro, like this, this is just like, we're, we're just shuffling around pieces on the Titanic. We, we have, would it piss you off? Cause six of the uh, FCS um, conferences have moved to spring, which means there's not going to be a true FCS championship in 2020 unless the rest do it. The big sky, which is out here, you know, Sacramento state, NAU, Montana, Montana state, Weber, all that. They're out here and they're still planning on having a season. Um, would it piss you off if they decided to move to spring, which all of the sudden would mean that there's no competition for them as far as televised sports and the big sky was able to strike a deal with Apple or something. How mad would you be? How mad would you be if because because the FCS moved to spring that they got the deal that the PAC 12 couldn't work out? No, I won't even, I I will not acknowledge (laughs) that. As a as a possibility, I won't. Um, the SEC has a ten plus as a ten game format, all conference, Big Ten all conference, ten games, ACC ten ten plus one, whoever the hell that they're gonna play. Uh, the Pac twelve ten games, Big Twelve nine plus one. All right, who the hell are you gonna play with your plus one? Eight. Here's here here's where it gets funny. The AAC. The group of five, eight plus four, some belt, wow. eight plus four, some belt, eight plus two, Conference USA, eight plus four. At least BYU is going to have some choices. UConn canceled. That's not helpful for, they probably could have made a game uh, against a lot of those people, but they're done. They're, they're calling it. Yeah. <laughs> this is craziness, bro. This is absolute craziness. So, uh, I so the so the question about U, USC is because they're in the semester system. They've already had an outbreak on Greek Row. Do you believe that them being because because if we go back, Larry Scott said if there aren't in person classes, that's going to shut the season down. Do, do, do we we remember he said that USC is starting all online. You have the quarter system schools, Oregon, Washington, a few others that don't start for another eight weeks. How does this work? How does this work, Ralph? Because because you already told us if there are no in-person classes, seasons shut I down. I don't think it does work the way uh, if you're if you're saying that that's going to be the case, then that's not going to work. That's that's as simple as I can put it. If that's going to if the Conference isn't going to turn around and say, oh, well, you know, we actually found a way that makes sense. 
um, and the students being on campus isolated away from the rest of their classmates actually makes them more safe, which is, a, is you know, who knows how true that is, but you could paint that picture and put some logic behind it if you wanted to. Who knows? I mean, they, they could still make it work, but if you're going to hold hard and fast to that, it's not going to happen because you're going to have a lot of students who just elect to go online and, you know, it, it, it's it's going to be a real different situation, man. We, okay, so- we, we have a problem as a society in which there were two ways to handle this pandemic. One was to lean into it and the other was to completely shut down and work together. We did neither one of those things. We took an in-between approach and then we let everybody have a voice. And because we've taken an in-between approach and let everybody have a voice, we have a subset of the population that is very scared and is not going to leave their home or participate until something changes, i.e. a vaccine. And we have a huge subset of the population that has not changed one iota of their behavior. The only places that they've neglected to go are places that have been closed because the government said they had to close. Otherwise, those people would have been there. A lot of those people have some suspect beliefs about the motivation of the people that are in charge due to this pandemic or the pandemic in general. Um, And those two parties have way too much sway over what's going on right now when when, when everybody else is just sitting around doing what they can, following the guidelines and staying home when they can, but will participate in society when they are allowed to do so. If you had taken one of the two routes, then we'd be in a different situation right now. We might be able to have football. Definitely, if you had said, the virus is the virus, we're going to isolate the sick, we're going to go for herd immunity the way that like a Sweden did. And definitely, if you were like, hey, just like South Korea, everybody pulled together, that's what we're going to do, um, we, we'd be in good shape. Instead, we're in the shape we're in now. Doesn't feel like there's a return from it unless someone is going to lead and there's been no leadership. If somebody steps in and says, hey, we're back to the starting point. We're going to do one of these two things. We're going to kick this virus's ass. No one's willing to do that. Therefore, we're all living in fear and waiting for the other shoe to drop constantly. And that other shoe is going to be the Pac-12 saying there is no football in fall. And I think that is coming but it's not going to come in a timely manner. It's going to be like three weeks from now in the Friday at 2 a.m., you know, when when we're all sort of resigned to the fact that, you know, things things are not going well. It's going to come later than anybody, you know, wants it to, and that's frustrating. There's nothing more I can say about that, buddy. <laughs> you are 100% right on all of that. Um, we're going to get to our reviews in a second because Ralph, absolutely. This is his favorite segment of the entire show. And we hope that it is your favorite segment of the entire show as well is the reviews. And it did. Well, uh, we did get an email as well. Oh yes. The email is crucial. The email is crucial, and we already messed up in this podcast by doing something that he didn't want us to do. (laughs) So this is from our friend Soul Cat. Uh, He says, all right, fellas, the last time we spoke, I wasn't that mad. No, hold on, hold on, no, Ralph, Ralph, the important part, I I think you have to read the, the subject of the email. The subject of the email is listen up. Okay. Listen up. So that sets the tone. Yes. Uh, He says, 
So here we go. Last week's podcast was absolute garbage. The sound quality on on George's end was horrific. I don't know if you were prepping dinner or washing dishes. All I know is that after the 38-21 mark, I opted out of finishing the episode. Secondly, I found this podcast because it was about the Pac-12. I normally tune in for Pac-12 football only and bypass other sports. But if I have to listen to your new segment on Cut One, Sit One, Bench One, um, which yeah, I think he intentionally got that wrong just to throw shade, uh, that is directed toward candy bars or et cetera, I'll probably stop listening until the football season arrives. Hearing this uh, segment makes it sound like you're running out of material. Trust me, we're we're not. Um, but it was disappointing. <laughs> that, that was the part that was funny too. I was like, we're clearly not running out of material yeah. in two hours. We were told to lighten up. <laughs> so uh, anyway, uh, we're just trying to follow your advice. See, this is what happens when you listen to too many people. Decentralized leadership. Too many voices speaking into the situation. <laughs> Normally, the football discussions keep me awake while I drive at 3 a.m., but I was so pissed off by listening to this, I had no energy to keep me going. And I don't care if Ralph watches whatever movie you two mentioned either. If you want to keep that segment, make it football-related. If I had a Twitter or wherever you go for star ratings, the last two episodes would have been a one star. Henceforth, I have two words for the show for you two. Be better. And you know what, George? I'm going to bring this back around to the initial point that I made. Because he would have given this podcast one star if it was only about your sound quality. And that's something that you and I have the ability to fix in and something we have the ability to address. And there was uniformity in the feedback that we got over the last two weeks about the sound quality on your end so that we know it's a major <laughs> you just issue. want to just blame me. I love it. <laughs> no, but you know what he did? He threw in all this other garbage, and so he's not going to get what he wants. We already did start one, sit one, cut one. <laughs> so this is just like the We Are United thing. He had a point. He had a valid point. But he went too far with it, and now he gets nothing. Sorry, Soul Cat. I, you know what? I'm not sorry. Not at all. <laughs> okay, so read Soul Cat's second email. <laughs> okay. Uh, also, listen up. Part two. Also, I know there are many typos and grammar issues in my email. I was up for 42 hours straight and not functioning well. Feel free to make fun of me if you choose to. I just didn't enjoy rereading my email and looking so illiterate. <laughs> Dude, I just got a trip in my side. 42 hours, bro. I, I haven't binged 42 hours since I was playing playing poker. I, Can you imagine, like, he sent us that email after being up 42 hours. You know how, and, how mad you have to be? To send well, the best part is... Part of the reason he said he was able to stay up is because of how pissed off we made him. Congratulations, you're still alive because of the Pac-12 apostles. Or, or, or that happened like 12 hours in and it made him stay up another 30 because he was so pissed off. The best part is, if you have feedback, send it to I'm mad at unafraidshow.com, which never has there been a more appropriate feedback email address. Uh, then for our friend Soulcat, who I hope drives safe and <laughs> continues to listen, and we will provide the sound Ooh. quality so that he can hear our garbage takes with more clarity. 
Okay. Okay, Ralph. Oh my god. Okay, now what are, what are the rest of the reviews? Well, <laughs> on the review end, uh didn't go well. We got our friend New England Devil uh who we we interact with uh, regularly on social media. He made me legitimately mad today though. And I think yesterday. I think I'm just being moody. Um but New England Devil got on my nerves, which he will do sometimes. But also, I couldn't imagine life on Twitter without him. So, uh, shout out to New England Devil. He said, great show, great personalities, real talk, Pac-12, life. Uh, relegated from a five-star to a four-star. Five-star content, one-star sound quality. What is going on, George? Well, answer me this. Answer At least answer the question of what you were doing. <laughs> I was doing what I always do. I, dude, I okay. So we it was recording. The, I addressed this. It was recording the sound from my computer instead of my four hundred dollar microphone. What I mean, what sound does your computer make the same sound as like a ninety three Buick with with no brake pads? <laughs> anyway, next review. Um, the the title of this next review is so long that I don't know what it actually says. It ha- said, had me listening for a while until ASU neg. I'm assuming that's negativity. Uh, new to the show. The l- yeah. oh, okay. New to the show the last five months. Great duo conversations and subject matter pertaining to Pac-12 sports. However, ASU football time and time again receives very little respect and is rated as a tier two or three team, even though they have beaten Oregon last year in Michigan State two years in a row. ASU is not a top five national program, yet it is certainly a team in the Pac-12 that deserves more respect and praise than other teams like Oregon and USC. Deserves what? So that deserves more respect than Oregon and USC. You guys can do better for Herm and Jaden Daniels. I'll let you speak on it, and then I'll say what I have to say. First of all, GTFOH. Uh... <laughs> Arizona State State is a legitimate Pac-12 team. You do have to give them credit for beating Michigan State and beating Oregon. Like, I I don't know what you want. Like, we I wrote an article on Unafraid Show saying that Jaden Daniels was the future of the Pac-12. I mean, he's good. Arizona State is also in a position where they are not ready to compete for a Pac-12 championship or a national championship. Oregon is. Washington is closer. I mean, USC has more talent. I, I'm sorry. Like, that doesn't diminish Arizona State, and they're, they are on the come. Like, they are on, they are moving in the right direction. They are about four to five recruiting classes away from being a, a top-tier team. They are moved, they've gotten big commitments, all of that, you have to give them credit, but let's not. I, I don't even know what this is. I love you, Erod, e- e- though. I appreciate your r- review, but, but what do you want me to tell you? I'll say this um, this podcast is called Pac 12 Apostles, right? So we're, we're the people who follow the Pac 12, supposed to be a creative name. Um, but. You know, it's biblical. It's a biblical reference. And there was an apostle whom Jesus loved most. Scholars believe that that was a reference to John. And in this uh, metaphor illustration that I'm painting, George, I guess that would make you Jesus. 
and the <laughs> apostle whom you love is Oregon. And I think you probably also have an inner circle of UCLA and Cal. And so, I mean, it's very possible that anybody who's a fan of any of those other teams would look at uh, everybody else to you as a tier two or tier three apostle. And you have thrown some shade at Arizona State in podcasts past. Uh, But at the same time, I do think that the criticism is unwarranted for all of the reasons that you mentioned and because they, I mean, they're also, he pointed out, they're not a top five team. They seven wins in the regular season, like five out of the last six years or something like that. So uh, it, they're, they have the potential to be huge. They're middle of the road as it goes so far, even though they've had some very big moments, including Daniels to Ayuk. Uh, to knock Oregon out of national don't do championship that. contention. Who, who, who hurt you? Who hurt you? I'm now? just I'm just referencing the review. It's the thing that happened. Who hurt you in the conference we covered that was made reference to in this kind person's review, which we hope he will switch to a five star after our explanation. And the last review of the week from friend of Hank. Normally an enjoyable podcast is the title. So thank you. I guess the sound quality is so poor. I can't listen to the whole podcast. Are you doing dishes, George? (laughs) It sucked. I'm sorry. What more do you? I'm like Tyrese. What more do you want from me? You're taking a bigger beating than I than mine from two weeks ago when I had to use my wife's headset. Exactly. You sounded like ass inside a paint mixer. And dude, I it's probably because they they expect five star out of me and they expect four star out of you. So you know, so I just oh. run. You know what though? Uh because I'm not competitive, doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> oh, 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 so and and you know that we are supposed to you totally forgot about this last episode. We are supposed to rate each other on the episode. So how would now that we're done recording the episode, what rating would you give the episode? Of our like us or just you? Us. Okay. <laughs> I think that this is a this was a four star episode. I think that it it because for me there's no we're not talking about the, our strength and if people haven't had a chance to listen to us when we actually get to talk about the games i think that's our strength i think that's where we have the most fun i think that's where we have the best chemistry and so i think we're limited in what we're able to do with the material that we're given um and also and, and so how, how are you going to split that f- four stars up bro well, you were you're wrong about the We Are United stuff. However, you're much more credible having lived out that situation and people are not going to tune in to hear my opinion on why the players are wrong. Um, I don't think that that's the driving force here. So I I'd, I'd say this is it's probably two and a half to one and a half advantage you. Okay. Um I would I would absolutely say this was a five-star episode. Five-star. I mean, they got heated passion, which they don't normally get. You know what I mean? 
in an argument between Ralph and George and I almost fought you from 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 a thousand miles away. And and also, but I would have to rate this a five stars and you know, I four to four to one. I mean, I, I think I carried you through this whole episode, Ralph. I think I carried you through this entire episode, and you were totally wrong giving, about the fact of If you're giving us a five-star because they got to see passion and conflict, then if I would have agreed with you, it wouldn't have been a five-star podcast. So you're saying, you're saying that if I would have agreed with you, it just would have been four stars on your end and none on mine. No, doesn't I'm, make sense. No, I'm saying just that, like everything else you said today. I'm saying that you were so wrong today, Ralph, that like I had to carry you through the podcast. So in you know that we would lose credibility if if I weren't so right today. So four stars, one star equals five star. And and you're not competitive, so you so you don't care, right? I'm not clenching my jaw right now. Everything's fine. <laughs> I told you. You're rough, so competitive. Uh, thank you guys for listening to the Pac-12 Apostles podcast. We appreciate your time. Appreciate your energy. Make sure that you leave a five-star re- review or criticize Ralph and, and leave anything else. Um, we appreciate your time. Appreciate your energy. Catch you guys next episode. And we know that... Now that we finish recording, something amazing will will break in the next 24 hours. So we we, we get it. Peace out.